Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast today. Uh, so, Roar and I are excited to get into today's episode, recapping a very, very exciting uh, Sunday of football. Obviously, last night's game was a crazy good matchup. Everything we could have wanted from a Sunday night game, especially between uh, two up-and-coming star, well, not up-and-coming anymore, but two young, very talented faces of the NFL at quarterback for both teams with the Ravens and the Chiefs. So, that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into it because we have a lot to get into, a lot of games to recap here uh, from the Sunday slate. So, first up is the uh, Saints and the Panthers. You know, guys, (laughs) it's the thing. You know, we said it last week. We said it uh, after recapping last weekend's games. The Saints are going to be fine as long as they can, you know, the Saints are going to be fine as long as they can keep Jameis Winston from losing games. They did not allow Jameis Winston to keep them from losing games. Uh, You know, it's only 22 passing plays. All he got, all he threw was 22 passes. Couldn't keep him from throwing two interceptions. Okay, uh, you know, it's like we said last week, um, you know, only if Winston can be contained from losing you games can the Saints win. So he throws 22 passes. Out of those 22 passes, he throws two picks. Uh, you know, ultimately, Panthers defense, good young defense. We've said that on the podcast. Very underestimated in our opinion here. Um, you know, Aurora, born in South Carolina, Loves the Panthers, uh, you know, even though she only spent like you know two months there in her young, young life. Um, but Sam Darnold looks really good on the Panthers side of things. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey did his thing. We're not going to touch on him all that much because, hey, he just does his thing every week. I mean, that's just Christian McCaffrey. But Sam Darnold had two touchdowns, one interception. You know, the, guy, the guy's going to throw a pick every now and then. You know, that's just that's what he's shown us. But he looked good. He looked poised. He's consistent. And he led the team to the win. Uh, looked good in the chemistry with DJ Moore. What was really spot on. Eight catches for DJ Moore for 79 yards. So this team, as we said in the beginning of the season, look for this team to be rolling and have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, really, really excited about them and what they're doing out there with Sam Darnold, but again, for the Saints, you just have to worry. This is what you're going to get with James Winston. You're going to have games to come out, and you're going you're gonna to play amazing. You have games to come out, and it's going to be like, wow, this is the Saints of old, man. That's what we got last week. This weekend, did not. Two interceptions, back to, you know, Jameis, Jameis Winston throwing picks. You know, that's just what he does. So we got to get used to that, understand it's not going to get fixed overnight, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's why we were a fan of Taysom Hill being the quarterback going into the season. We thought there would be more consistency. Now, probably seeing why we thought that. Next up, Bears and the Bengals. The Bears need to be careful what they wish for here, guys. Uh, they did end up squeaking out this game. Uh, you know, very, very close game. Very, very good game. You know, 20-17 to 17 with the Bears ending up winning that game by three points. And the Bears, like I said, do need to be careful what they wish for. Andy Dalton did get hurt in this game. Potential of a torn ACL, so he may be out for the season. At least that's what they're fearing. Um, Justin Fields did come out there and threw 13 passes. Within his 13 passes, he did throw an interception. 
He did not throw a touchdown. So, you know, Andy Dalton had 11 passes. He threw a touchdown and no interceptions uh, within that time. He looked fine. You know, he may not be flashy, but he he got the job done, and he played well. He got you the lead and, and had you playing well. And then he goes down. Justin Fields comes out. What does he do? He throws a pick. He throws a pick, guys. And so that that's the thing. I mean, don't just assume that these rookie quarterbacks, because they're flashy and they make some big plays in the preseason stuff, are just ready to go. He wasn't. He, he wasn't. And it's going to be really tough sledding the next few weeks for the Bears. I'd be very concerned if I'm a Bears fan. I know you've been dying and wishing for Justin Fields to get out there and play. But, guys, he's going to get hit over and over. He's gonna he's gonna have bad line play in front of him, and this could wreck his rookie season. It could wreck how he feels about the NFL, and you can really mess with a guy's mental game if they don't get a chance to slowly progress into it. So I'd be a little worried if I was them. You know, they got lucky in this game that Joe Burrow threw three picks against them. They still barely won this game. Barely won this game. Hear what I'm saying there? So the Bears ended up winning by three points, but. Man, I'm very concerned about that. Look for the Bears to still be okay. That defense is really good, uh, as Joe Burrow found out, throwing three picks up against them. But, man, it's going to be tough sledding for the next few weeks for the Bears. Trust me on that. Houston up against the Browns. Okay, man, this game, kind of what we expected. You know, the Browns just too solid of a team for the Houston Texans right now. However... It was tough because Houston Texans lost Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, man, we're rooting for him. This guy is a guy who's been a trooper throughout the league. Uh, you know, he, he's always had the ability to do well. And, yeah, he's never been up to that, like, Patrick Mahomes-level quarterback. But he's always been a solid quarterback. And teams never want to just let him run it. They never want to just give him the chance. And when they have a chance to, like the Chargers last year, he gets hurt. And what happened this year? He got hurt. It's so sad, guys. Every time he gets a chance to be the guy, he's getting hurt. And and so that's a shame. It's really sad to see uh, from a guy who, you know, clearly just loves the game, wants to get out there, wants to compete. Uh, really, really a shame for him. But he got injured. We don't know what that the extent of that injury is yet, but Davis Mills came in there. Uh, he looked really good. He threw an interception, but he threw one touchdown, uh, 102 yards, looked fine in the game, and... You know, hopefully he can continue doing well moving forward. We'd like to see the rookies get out there, get some run, and get a chance. But having everything thrown onto him, the way that he's having it, um, that's gonna be really tough. That's gonna be really, really tough with uh, you know everybody just throwing everything at him right now and being the starter. We'll see what happens because even as you saw with Justin Fields, it can be rocky and it can be shaky to have that thrust on you. So. Yep, definitely upsetting there, but the Browns get the win. Um, Texans, man, what are you going to see out of Davis Mills? Who knows? Uh, I think he looked good, looked poised in the pocket yesterday, looked fine, but it's not Tyrod Taylor. I think you'd rather have Tyrod Taylor out there at least a few more weeks before you handed it over to a rookie like that. Who knows? We'll see what happens with Houston Texans. Raiders and the Steelers. We called this game, guys. Uh, after the Steelers came out, and really punched the 
Buffalo Bills in the face last week. You know, getting that win. I, I don't think many people expected it to go that way. This is one that we expected. We called it. You know, you look at Ben, Big Ben Rosberger. I mean, this guy is looking old. He's looking very old. He threw a touchdown. He threw one interception. He he did not look like the typical Ben. He he just he hasn't. He hasn't. He's not getting the ball downfield. He's not you know getting into his throws. It 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 looks bad. It looks bad. And uh, you know we saw that up against the Buffalo Bills. I mean that game. It was not won by the offense from any standpoint. Najee Harris does not look good either running the ball. Now you know we do think that is offensive line issues that Najee Harris is not gaining the ball uh, with good opportunity. But that was something we were concerned about when he went there to the Steelers is, hey, does he really have the opportunity to make big plays there? And so, yeah, anyway, they ended up losing this game 26-17. to Harris had 10 carries for 38 yards. Not great on the day. He did have some good receiving work out there and got a touchdown from that. But, man, if I'm the Steelers, I'm definitely concerned right now. You have a quarterback that is aged out there that's definitely not going to be helping you as much as he's going to be hindering you, and I would be concerned. I know there's a lot of Steeler faithful out there that they love Big Ben. They love him. He's he's done so much for that franchise, and I get it. I get sticking with him. But you got to understand, it may be a really tough year as you stick with him before he gets ready to retire. It's just one of those down years as a quarterback ages, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So if you're a big fan of him, I get it. I love the loyalty. I love it. I'm not upset with it. But just be okay with a down year because that's that's kind of what he's deserved right now is to be able to have a down year and still be the guy. All right. Indy versus L.A. Guys, the Colts come out and looked really good up against this Rams team that we think has some Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, you know, great game. But Carson Wentz's ankle couldn't hold up. Uh, he he did go out there, roll his ankle, and he couldn't finish the game. He had to come out. And, and this is tough. This is a little bit easier for guys like in basketball and things like that to go out there and they roll an ankle and they have a chance to come back. You know, they have a chance to come back because they, they can keep it warm. They can keep moving. They can keep playing. But for football, there's so much downtime. There's so much, you know, timeouts and penalties and you know stopping snaps especially for a quarterback you're not running and constantly moving over and over and over and that stiffness is going to set in from a rolled ankle it's going to set in pain's going to set in it's just really really tough so I understand it Carson Wentz couldn't continue going in the game um still ended up being a really good one he did leave the game early maybe the Colts could have edged out a win in this one but Jonathan Taylor doesn't look the same. He had 15 carries for 51 yards. That's still not really good out there. They did win the game. Um, the Rams did by three points. And Michael Pittman shined. He had eight catches for 123 yards. But Cooper Cup on the other end outshined him. Nine catches, 163 yards for the Rams and two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford is loving, loving his little Cooper Cup. Uh, I guess him and Matthew Barry are sharing Cooper Cup right now because Matthew Stafford is dialed in to Cooper Cup. So look for that to shift a little bit in the next coming weeks. I think you know he'll get more chemistry with Robert Woods um, going a little bit there. Tyler Higby still be involved heavily. But, yeah, this this was a good pullout win for the Rams. But, man, tough for Indy. Let's hope that Carson Wentz can get healthy and get back out there on the field. Denver and Jacksonville. All right, guys, what do we have to say here about this game? Cortland Sutton. 
Cortland Sutton. Man, this guy showed up in a big way. He didn't do much at all last week for the Denver team. But Jerry Judy gets hurt. He goes out. What happens? Cortland Sutton, who we, who so many people sit there and say and believe is, you know, quarterback proof. Well, he wasn't quarterback proof last week because Jerry Judy took his reps. But this week came out and balled out. Nine catches, 159 yards on the day. Teddy Bridgewater, beautiful game. Beautiful game. Very consistent. Very solid. That's what we expect out of Steady Teddy. Okay? That's great. That's all this, this Denver team needs to win games because they have a great defense to back them up. So, very, very good. Very excited about that. Um, good win for Denver against a poorly coached, again, we'll say it, poorly coached, poorly coached Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence still had one more pick than touchdowns. He threw two, two interceptions, one touchdown. 14 for 33 passing. That's a bad percentage. This is horrible coaching, guys. They're not putting him in a position to win. They're not running the ball heavily the way they did. James Robinson's not getting going. Like, There's so many weapons. There's so much talent there they do have to work with, and Urban Meyer is running this team into the ground. He has no idea what he's doing, and this team looks so much more awful than we expected it to be, even with him at the helm. All right, moving on uh, back on the – kind of what we talked about with the Indy train and the Houston train when it came to quarterback injuries. We had another one in this Miami-Buffalo game. Man, Buffalo definitely had a chip on their shoulders after, you know, dropping that game to the Steelers. I think they were definitely pissed off, but they were pissed off, and at the same time, Miami loses to a tongue of Iowa. We don't know the extent of that injury yet. They fear that it could be pretty severe out there, and if it is, look for Deshaun Watson talks to step back up again. Um, Tua only lasted two series out there, and Jacoby Brissett came in, and it was clear he did not have enough reps with the starting unit. Jacoby Brissett is a very good, serviceable quarterback. He did not have enough reps with the starting unit. They were not on the same page. Put up zero points. In this week, Buffalo defense stood out, and their offense did. 35-point win, 35 to nothing, up against the Miami Dolphins. Okay, Definitely definitely a tough loss for Miami. Great bounce-back win for Buffalo in this one, for sure. Then we have the Pats and the Jets. Man, the Pats routed the Jets. Like, rerouted. The Jets, because their airplanes get it, so they rerouted them. They routed the Jets 25-2-6. Man, Mac Jones looked good again. He looked good. He looked consistent. He looked solid out there, poised in the pocket. That's what we want to see from the Pats quarterbacks if you're a Pats fan. It's just a shame that this guy couldn't go to another team because the Pats are spoiled. They have been spoiled. It's fine for them to have like four or five bad seasons, and it looks like they're not going to. Because they bounced back in a good way from the Harris fumble last week. And Mac Jones looked really good. Um, Wilson on the other side as a rookie threw four picks. Not very great uh, on his end. But great coaching from the Patriots. Uh, I think Mac Jones, I think Zach Wilson uh, was a little too confident in this game. I think he got in his head to play a little more uh, hero ball than he wanted to. And yeah, he just couldn't contain himself from you know making some mistakes out there, trying to do a little too much. Um, ultimately, he's to settle down, make the consistent, solid plays. That's what Mac Jones is doing right now. Mac Jones is going to look like 
Matt Jones looks like he could end up being like rookie of the year at this point. I know it's a long season. A lot of things will change and can change. But he's looked the best out of these rookie quarterbacks in the first two weeks. Um, Zach Wilson, again, four picks. What are you going to do with that? Bill Belichick took advantage in this team, ran away with this game. 49ers and the Eagles. We called it, guys. We called it on last week's Dig or Buying the Hype. We buried the hype on Jalen Hurts. Buried the hype on Jalen Hurts, guys. And this is exactly why he went 12 for 23 in his passing game. That's not a heavy passing game. Yes, he ran the ball and did well running the ball. He he did his game um, and did his fair share when running the ball. Okay, I get that. I understand that. But guys, this is what we run into with these rushing quarterbacks. These are the walls we run into. Yes, they can have flashy plays. Yes, they can do well. But when teams do figure them out, when teams do come up with something, what do we get? We get Lamar Jackson having horrible games. We get Jalen Hurts having horrible games. And what did we get this past weekend? Jalen Hurts playing a horrible game. He couldn't pass the ball. He had blinders on and was looking to run over and over. He threw the ball only 23 times. That's not good enough against a Niners team that is a good, competent team. Jalen Hurts went off against the Atlanta Falcons, who again looked awful this week. We'll get to that later. But the defense is awful. It's an atrocious defense, the worst in the league at this point. And Jalen Hurts carved them up. That doesn't mean anything because this week he couldn't do anything from the passing standpoint. 12 for 23 is not good. That's almost at 50% on just 23 passing plays. You would think if you're only passing the ball 23 times, you're going to be just making very solid, consistent passes. But not a lot of work for him. He did run the ball effectively, but it's not a good direction for this team. They were not built for this. They were not ready for this. And now they're wanting to go to a run-first quarterback system, and it's not working out for them overall. Yes, they carved up a bad Falcons team in week one. But the Niners came out, beat them just with consistent play. Garoppolo played consistent, steady ball. No train lance in this game, thankfully, because there is no mistakes from the Niners' standpoint to let the Eagles get into this game and get a win. So, ultimately, the Niners ended up winning the game 17-11 in a low-scoring matchup. But I think the Niners would prefer to win it that way because they have a good good run game. Um, do note that uh, there was another injury on the um san francisco in the san francisco backfield guys these guys can't help but get injured i don't understand what it is in the water in san francisco but elijah mitchell does tweak something in this game had to leave and then you know it wasn't as consistent as who they were going through trey sermon did get one rush for eight yards uh, so we saw one glimpse of him but look for him to maybe get a little bit more run in the next few games, uh, depending on how his injury went with Elijah Mitchell. I do, I do think he'll be fine uh, coming back from it. It didn't look all too severe, but we'll see how it looks later on after uh, some of the news breaks here. Minnesota and Arizona, great matchup. Guys, this was a amazing matchup for the day. Arizona, again, putting up great points. Minnesota caught in a barn burner again, high scoring. Minnesota, this defense does not look good. They're giving up a lot of points. They're giving up a lot of yards. They're going to have to win games by outscoring teams, and that's going to be dangerous because Dalvin Cook's your main option. And your main option is a guy who's going to be running the clock for you because he's a running back. 
that's going to be something to have some concerns about. And so it was a great matchup. All the stars stepped up. Kirk Cousins threw for 244 yards, three touchdowns on the day. Dalvin Cook ran the ball 22 times for 131 yards. That's nuts. That's bonkers, guys. He did his, he did his thing receiving-wise, too. Uh, Kyler Murray, 400 yards on the day, three touchdowns, two interceptions, though. Okay, two interceptions there, and I think those were a little more on Kyler than it was on the defense-making plays, but... That's Kyler Murray. He will do some of those things. Again, we get these rushing quarterbacks. And, yes, Kyler's probably that best balanced one right now, uh, kind of like a Russell Wilson that we see. But they are going to throw some picks because they're going to get themselves caught in some rushing situations. Um, that's going to make them throw the ball awkwardly or misread something because they're having to rush a throw or, or they're throwing off-footed. That's something that's going to make some inconsistencies there, and that's what we'll see here like this every now and then. Cardinals, too much for the Vikings overall, ended up winning this game, and uh, yeah, really good win there for the Cardinals. Again, we think the Cardinals might have some really good playoff aspirations here. Win the game by one point, that's a recipe for success. As long as you win, you win. So 34-33, Cardinals get the win. Buccaneers up against the Falcons. Nothing to say except the Atlanta Falcons defense is awful. Okay. Finally, their defense put up some points this week. I mean, yes, you got Matt Ryan. You're gonna you're gonna have some decent points put on the board. Um, but this Falcons defense is just atrocious. Tampa Bay ended up taking over, carving them up. Tom Brady threw for five touchdowns. I mean, what are you gonna say? It, it's look what Jalen Hurts did. He carved them up. Same thing Tom Brady did. Um, so yeah, this team does not look good from a defensive standpoint for the Falcons, and the Buccaneers easily uh, pull away late in the game to take that with a 48-25 win. Dallas and the Chargers. Guys, we expected this to be a barn burner, and it was not. Um, it was actually both teams were kind of held in check from an offensive standpoint. Uh, the two quarterbacks really struggled in this game uh, from what we kind of expect from them. You know, um, Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott did did struggle on the day, um, which kept this game to be fairly low scoring, you know, 20 to 17. We just didn't expect that. We expected it to be a little bit more. Mark Cooper didn't really show up, but CeeDee Lamb showed up in a big way. Tony Pollard showed up in a big way, showing up Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard is at that make or break point. He could literally look at, at Ezekiel Elliott in the next few practices and say hold my beer bro i'm gonna go out there and take over this backfield because tony pollard looked great ezekiel elliott looked good but tony pollard looked great so be careful if you're ezekiel elliott you need to show something in this next game if you get the chance because tony pollard is coming and he looked good okay Dallas Cowboys end up edging out this win by three points, 22-17. Um, good, comfortable win for them. I get Well, not comfortable win, but a good, solid win up against a good Chargers team. I think the Chargers are still working out some kinks with their wide receiver rotation and things like that right now. They'll get it going as the season keeps progressing. Uh, but good, good game overall. Next game, um, went into overtime. Seattle versus Tennessee was the best game of the day until we got Kansas City-Baltimore. It was the best game of the day until we got to that. But Tennessee ends up prevailing. This game did go into overtime. Um, it was a really great game back and forth, guys. Uh, both of these teams punching each other back and forth in the mouth over and over. Really exciting game to watch. Loved what we saw out there. Derrick Henry got it going after a really hard, struggling week one. People were really down on him. 
he bounced back in a big way. All right. Henry ran for 35, 35 carries, 182 yards on the day, three touchdowns. Insane, guys. Absolutely insane for this guy. Look for him to continue with this success as the season keeps going. He's clearly, clearly showed in this game. Don't overlook me. I had one bad game. I'm coming back, and he played amazing. Julio Jones actually showed up like the Julio Jones of old as well. Six catches, 128 yards on the day. Looked really great on his end from the opposing side. They obviously did get the loss, but Tyler Lockett did everything he could to help that team. Eight catches, 178 yards, one touchdown. Man, he was dialed in. <clears throat> dialed in with Russell Wilson for sure in this game. <clears throat> The game did go into overtime, but the Titans end up edging things out in overtime by three points. Finally, we get to the last game, Sunday night football, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Guys, what more could you want? This was an amazing game on both sides. Everything was played very well. <clears throat> there was, you know, as we've seen in these primetime games, there's fumble issues. <laughs> Sorry about that hiccup there, guys. Hopefully they don't, that doesn't continue because that would be annoying for all of you out there to listen to our hiccups the rest of this game or the rest of this podcast. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going up against each other. Mahomes goes for three touchdowns, one interception, 343 yards on the day. Great quarterback rating on the day. Just played his heart out. Did really well. He did throw the one pick, so that's one little blemish on his resume. For this game, <clears throat> Clyde Edwards-Lair, again, guys, he just doesn't look that effective. And he had a very, very timely fumble on the day. But this game was back and forth so much. You know, we just expected this to be a, a super close game. As it was being played throughout the whole game, it just looked like this was going to end up being a shootout. It was going to end up being who was going to score last, and that's what it ended up being. Sorry for the hiccups, guys. You guys are hearing it. It is definitely going to be annoying for you at home, and it's definitely annoying for us, but we'll have to push through it. Um, so this game, again, it was a barn burner. It was an amazing game to watch. Everybody was doing their thing. Travis Kelsey had over 100 yards receiving on the day on seven catches one touchdown um interestingly enough Tyreek Hill was Tyreek Hill was kept kept in check from receiving standpoint three catches for 14 yards that was definitely a down day for him but on the receiving side for the Ravens Marquise Brown did his thing six catches for 113 yards yes there was like a blown coverage there toward the end when Lamar Jackson threw that crazy pass that I think he had no business throwing it looked like a a ballerina throwing a pass in the air um, but it worked. It worked. 113 yards, one touchdown, uh, six catches on the day. Mark Andrews, five catches, 57 yards on the day. Sammy Watkins, four catches, 44, 44 yards. This team did it from a receiving standpoint. They played well. Lamar Jackson looked efficient from the passing standpoint. He re read the defense well, understood what he was doing. Um, one touchdown, did throw two picks, though, so it's not a solid, consistent day from him. Again, that's what we're seeing from these rushing quarterbacks guys you're gonna have inconsistency you're gonna have picks that you throw you know even from a Patrick Mahomes standpoint who is very much a pass first quarterback but he does have a lot of rushing ability he did get caught with uh, a play where he was trying to do too much from rushing standpoint threw the ball off balance ended up throwing a pick there and that definitely didn't help his team down the line but 
Rushing, rushing wise, Lamar Jackson ran for over 100 yards as well. Two touchdowns on the day to make up for those two interceptions. Tyson Williams, 13 rushes for 17 yards or 77 yards, and this guy looked really good. Tavius Murray, nine carries, 36 yards on the day. Look for him to continue being that solid number two back there. But man, the tail of the tape again, just like last week when the Ravens played up against the, or when the Patriots played up against New England last week. There was interception issues or fumble issues. Clyde Edwards-Alaire <clears throat> fumbles that ball late in that game. This was going to be a Chiefs win. We were all watching it, all expecting it, understanding the Chiefs are going to win this game by a field field goal. Can't beat the Chiefs. They're too consistent, too solid. Nope. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the rookie, goes out, fumbles the ball, and the Ravens win <laughs> basically on a fumble. <sighs> If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I think at this point you really got to be questioning yourse- yourselves from the standpoint of this running back. Is he your future running back? Can he be your workhorse? Do you need to consider something else from a running back standpoint? Because there was a layer. He's he doesn't make big plays. He also doesn't. Like he just doesn't look consistent. He doesn't read the line. He doesn't look solid, and he and he fumbled the ball in a cr- critical point in this game. Now I think you still give him some run and things like that, but I think you got to start working in some of these other guys. <gasps> you got to start working in some of these other guys. Give Daryl Williams some more run. He only had three carries on the day. See what he can do, because he co- he cost you the game. That fumble cost you this game. So anyway, great game, exciting game, best game of the day uh, to watch. So, super exciting, um, and with that being said, we will wrap this up so you guys don't have to continue putting up with our hiccups on the day. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Really really appreciate it. Hope you guys are all updated now from the games yesterday, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Really appreciate it. Please feel free to, again, like, share, subscribe, uh, get it out there. So, <gasps> sorry, that was a loud one. So, your friends and uh, friends and family can all listen to this as well, and uh, let us know feedback to improve the channel with our facebook email below uh please again like share subscribe thank you guys so much really appreciate it and we'll talk to you again on wednesday no hiccups on wednesday